Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, talking summer sport, though, it's time to talk tennis with host of the first serve, uh, Brett Phillips. Uh, g'day, Brett. How you doing? Ricardo, Mitch, uh, yeah, good morning, boys. Uh, nice to join you. Nice to join. Uh, nice to have you with us, mate. Uh, lot to talk about Novak Djokovic, obviously, uh, his vaccination status or or lack of. Uh, given where we're at at the moment uh, with Novak and the way things are looking, with N- Nadal as well, and 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 potentially Federer, uh, is this Australian Open giving us a glimpse into the future of what it's going to be like post the big three? Yeah, I, I felt like we, we probably started to see it uh, a, a quite a bit last year, uh, I, I think. You know, these guys are, um, you know, certainly champing at the bit to have a, a full change of the guard. It's been really hard because of the level of the the, the big three uh, being so good. You know, you know, it's been tough for these guys to break through. We saw Medvedev, you know, uh, get the chocolates at the US Open uh, last year and deny Novak the four. You know, Rafa's missed the, missed the best part of six months through injuries, turning 36 this year. Djokovic will turn 35. Uh, I mean, it'll just be, uh, fingers crossed, miracle if uh, Roger gets back out on court for a swan song of sorts, whatever that's going to look like potentially in 2022. So, yeah, the, the next breed are good. Uh, they're, they're big. They're strappy guys now, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and they hit, a, they hit a mean tennis ball. But, uh, look, Medvedev, you know, looks like he's going to be destined for more success um he's almost it's great because we're talking about the rivalry with you know the big three against each other and now you know Medvedev's forming his own rivalry with uh Djokovic he's almost like a clone of Novak in the way he plays and yeah I think you know men's tennis beyond the big three whilst those guys will never probably achieve those sort of numbers um we're going to be set for a pretty good 10 to 15 years to come do you think that if uh, Djokovic doesn't make it to the Australian Open this year, that that'll be the last time Australian fans will, will ever see him play in Australia? Uh, I, I, you know what? Trying to predict anything at the moment is really, <laughs> really hard. I mean, right now, right now he's holed up at uh, Melbourne Airport. It's turning into a farce, to be totally honest. We uh, are hearing that in the next two hours, um, border force control in Melbourne will either. 
uh, granting permission to jump into that Kia Australian Open car that has been waiting out the front with TV cameras on it for seven hours, or he's going to be sent back to Serbia. I mean, he's been granted the medical exemption, as we know, but he's actually got to get through border force. There's an issue with his visa and the paperwork at the moment. Um, I think he's had his phone just returned to him. Uh, his father, who seems to have uh, the hotline to all Serbian media outlets, is uh, you know, protesting and uh, saying his son's been taken captive. I mean, who knows? I mean, look, he's got such a great affinity with the Australian Open mm-hmm. because he's won it so many times. This is where the Grand Slam success started. But at the same time, he's uh, he's never won over the fans, or well, not only here, but probably right around the world. But unless something um, physically, drastically happens with Djokovic, I mean, he's probably got another, what, two or three years of, you know, really, really good tennis to um, go well clear of Federer and Nadal. But young guys are going to make it certainly harder. It's become a bit of a political hot potato, hasn't it, uh, in Australia? The you know Victorian uh, state reps not wanting to make a call on it. They've thrown it back to federal, and I know Scott Morrison's probably mm. fighting a uh, popularity contest that he's not winning at the moment. Um, and and the way that this is going, it seems like a bit of a, uh, a lay down mazir for him to say, you know what? Uh, no, he can go back to Serbia um, because of the outrage around this. I mean, do you think it's going to come down to that? Yeah, this has you know been the frustration of this whole pandemic is uh, particularly here in Australia is just the uh, the uh, who's who's responsible um, the handballing responsibility and uh, I mean obviously look this has been uncharted waters for politicians but uh, gee it has become extremely uh, political and you know, I even go back to our own uh, premier Daniel Andrews in the most locked down city Melbourne who. Uh, be fair to say, hasn't won uh, too many fans who it was, was dictatorial almost uh, going back three months ago that um, there's no way Djokovic will get in if he's not vaccinated. And somehow, through the medical officials here, they've found a way to get uh, an exemption. Not that we know any details of what the exemption is until Novak is maybe prepared to spill and share that. Now, he's been so private, but you'd think if he does actually get through border control and gets into the precinct in Melbourne Park that you know, he's probably going to need to do some sort of PR just to appease uh, the public. Um, yeah, it's just a wait and see. And I, I've got, you know, absolute Djokovic fatigue, I've got to say. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, uh, but, but it's going to be the story until the first ball is hit on, you know, January 17th. Yeah, fair. Okay, I'll, I'll change the subject then. I, I, <laughs> I guess the Aussie Open uh, wildcard, uh, who says it's going to be his last tournament in Australia before going to hip surgery, Andy Murray started off poorly with a three-set loss. Yeah, it's been interesting with Andy. I mean, look, he's uh, he still you know wants to compete and clearly wants to exit the sport on his terms. I mean, I think everyone, most people who love their sport, saw the uh, the rip uh, the hip resurfacing documentary. What he's been through. Uh, no one thought he'd ever play again. He's an absolute warrior. Uh, look, he's a good person for the sport. He speaks uh, you know really well about the key issues. Uh, been a huge supporter of female coaches. He was the first to have one. So I think he's, he's, he, he makes a great contribution, Murray, but certainly the physicality of the game has just gone up a notch. I mean, he's still there competing. He's not getting blown off the tennis court. Uh, but these, these young guys now are just pretty fearless. They're, they're not really playing the reputation on the other side of the net. They're just going out and playing their big games. And, yeah, the firepower uh, is hard for Murray to sort of counteract. He's been one of the great counter-punches over the years. But, yeah, it's going to be tough for Andy to get back to the the absolute lofty heights again. And in fact, uh, speaking of that, that, that calibre of play, and Nadal uh, will play uh, today in Melbourne, his first singles match. We saw him in the doubles a couple of days ago. So it's going to be interesting to see what Rafa looks like 
you know, with having had the foot issue the last six months, it's not the ideal preparation really to come into an Australian Open on a hard court, which you know is not as nice and soft and cushy as his beloved clay. Yeah, um, and Nick Kyrgios has been pretty vocal in in the media as well, saying that it'd be such a shame that if if the big three weren't able to play. Uh, so it sounds like he's on uh, Djokovic's side for once. Yeah, it's always an interesting watch. <laughs> uh, Nick Kyrgios. Look, um, I've been pretty vocal uh, across the journey um, in, in struggling to, to buy into Nick, uh, to be totally frank with you. But um, he's gone back to Canberra at the moment. He pulled out of the Melbourne Summer Series with some asthmatic issues. He's supposed to play in Sydney next week and then Melbourne, but he's played next to no tennis. I mean, look, he's sort of the you know, the part-time casual tennis player these days. and. And, uh, and not being um, disrespectful, but, I mean, he's sort of like the warm-up act at the Australian Open, you know, prior to everyone getting serious, heading into the second week when the big guns uh, shine. And that, look, it, I'm sort of, there's a bit of sarcasm, and but, uh, you know, I'm probably more frustrated than anything else that, you know, Nick doesn't actually want to be the best version of himself because he's the talent he's got on his little finger is more than uh, most players in the top 100 combined, but... That's just not his go, and I think the window's probably passing him, to be totally honest, because he is not, he is nowhere near in physical shape to be a professional tennis player, and it's it's just brutal at the top of the men's game. You can have all the talent you like, you have the biggest serve, but if you're not prepared to, you know, dig in for four or five hours and play long matches, you're uh, you're going to be dispensed with. So we wait and see. Always something interesting happening in the mix space. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I can tell you that the uh, the price has shifted uh, a lot in the last couple of days on Daniel Medvedev. He was $4 a couple of days ago, and uh, my co-host mm-hmm. here, Mitch McClanagan, got on at $4 uh, with the prospect of Djokovic yep. not playing. Medvedev's now under $2.50. Uh, I mean, I, I look at Alexander Zverev, uh, maybe Tsitsipas. I mean, who else is going to go yep. close uh, to, to, to knocking him over at the Aussie Open uh, if Djokovic isn't there? Yeah, you, you mentioned Zverev, and I feel like this is the year that he could possibly break through to win a major. Uh, I think he's put all the components together. He's had a brilliant 12 months. Uh, he hasn't got the serving yips that he used to. He's big off the ground. He just looks like he's in real control. Um, Sasha, and look, I've been doing the ATP Cup, watching him up close this week, and he's a yeah, a, you know, brilliant competitor, a great team around him. It's taken a little bit of time because he burst onto the scene really quickly, then had to sort of just fall back to the pack whilst Tsitsipas and Medvedev and Rublev and Berrettini emerged. But now, you know, with a bit more maturity, he's, uh, you know, he's back, I think, now really ready. Uh, but Medvedev is, uh, he's, his rise has absolutely staggered me. I, you know, I go back four or five years ago, I did not pick him to have the incremental growth that he has. But he's now become just this, uh, you know, stone-faced, uh, just unbelievable competitor. What he did against Alex Demonor a couple of nights ago, I mean, he's just sending bullet returns to the toes. He plays with really small margins. He's unorthodox. And for a guy his size, I mean, he moves uh, like a gazelle. He just gets to every single ball. Um, and his, his, his mentality is unbelievable. So I think maybe it's going to be hard. But Zvera is probably the next best. Sitsi pass, little issue with the elbow. I don't know if he's quite cherry right. Uh, this Australian Open. So... Yeah, I think it. You know, it's very uh, Medvedev the, the two most likely for mine. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Brett. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, always good to chat tennis with you. Uh, keep up the good work at the first serve, and uh, we'll let you get back to Novak Watch. 
Yep, it's uh, <laughs> just watching that car, that poor courtesy car driver. He might, they might have replaced him on his shift because he's, uh, he's probably going to need to go home and have a kip. So anyway, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, indeed we will. Go well, mate. Uh, Brett Phillips there from the first serve. Uh, he also does a show on uh, SEN over in Australia as well on the tennis.